0: Welcome to Disciple Making Over Lunch, a podcast discussing the ideas and practices of making disciples of Jesus. We believe the best conversations happen over food. So grab your lunch and join us as we discuss how to have and help others have a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. This is Disciple Making Over Lunch.
1: And welcome to Disciple Making Over Lunch with your hosts, PJ Boganowski, Brian French, and Danish House. Hey, look—the best conversations happen over food. So join us for 30 minutes, and let's leverage lunch for the sake of helping others grow in Christ.
0: Yeah, um, Danish, I'm really excited to be here. My name is Brian French. I've been in ministry now for almost 20 years in Canada and in uh, New York State, from the East End to the West End. And currently, I'm pastor of Trinity Alliance Church. And one of the things that I love is that um, I love to help connect people uh, into the Bible. I love to help people connect the Bible to their lives so that they can make wise choices about the future. And so This kind of a podcast really fits into my wheelhouse of meeting with someone in their context in a really relaxing environment. I know this is kind of fake. We're not really together for lunch, and hopefully one day we can be, but I'd love to help people answer the questions. How does the Bible fit into what I'm going through, and what is the best way for me to make decisions?
1: Awesome. Thanks, Brian. And
2: I'm PJ. I uh, currently serve as a church planter, planted a new church with the Alliance in Cheektowaga. Before that, I've been a pastor for almost 20 years, serving as a youth pastor and also as a lead pastor in Southern Ohio. And uh, one of the passions of my life is to make disciples, really focusing on helping people who don't know anything about Jesus or people who do know things about Jesus, but have just kind of had like a church life and never really understood what it's like to pull up their sleeves and find out what it is to truly be a disciple of Christ. Come alongside it's them, a, and
1: not just the passion for you. You you wrote the book on it, right? I mean, literally,
2: I wrote a book on it. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll
0: That's have to send me a photo of buy. the book. We'll edit that in, and we'll Everything we'll showcase it. Where book. to buy it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome, thanks, Peach. I'm Danish House, and uh, I'm a pastor right now with the Christian Missionary Alliance at, uh, in Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, my journey of growing as a disciple of Jesus really began in 1989. I had grown up in a Christian home, and you know, my parents taught me all sorts of things about Christ, but it was really when I was in college, when I entered college, that I really made a, a, a heartfelt decision to follow Christ uh, as my Savior and Lord. <clears throat> I worked after college for 10 years with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, uh, that's a lot about making disciples there. That was really my job was to meet with folks and, and to, to help to train them up to become uh, disciples of Jesus Christ and, and leaders in the church. And then since 2006, I've served as a pastor with the Christian and Missionary Alliance. So for me right now, as we're recording this, it's, it's been 12 years as a pastor. Uh, I love preaching. I love leading small groups. I've been involved in one-to-one discipleship, uh, mission trips and activities. Those are other, other sorts of discipleship activities. I've uh, been very much involved in evangelism and training other people in evangelism, uh, taking people on retreats, which I think is a great uh, discipleship tool. Uh, premarital counseling is something that I really love and do a lot of, as well as, you know, I parent two kids. I, I've got uh, a 12 year old and a 16 year old. And one of the major parts of my life is helping them to grow as disciples of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, great.
1: So that's, that's kind of where we're coming from. We're The three of us are. Um, members of the Northeastern District of the Christian and Missionary Alliance uh, disciple making team. And so this podcast is this, this podcast, this podcast, yes, the podcast, come to my pad. Uh, This podcast is designed to be uh, kind of a a conversation between disciple makers. And we want to use this podcast as uh, to give you a resource uh, every once in a while to be able to sit down with us over lunch and to chat through some of the key issues related to discipling.
0: Yeah, that's right. One of the things we don't want to do is come across as experts. Uh, what we are on together is that we we want to see healthy, mature disciples uh, start to rise up in our churches. Not that that's not happening, but we want to identify where it's going well, what's not going well, and maybe share some resources and tips and just practical things that we're seeing on a ground grassroots level in the contexts where we're serving that other people may be able to say, Hey, that's something that I can take and put into my context and my situation. I'm willing to try that. And particularly if there's questions that come up, we'd love to help uh, just be a resource to help clarify the things that you're facing, and then maybe provide some steps forward in that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And All of us have different perspectives on discipleship. One of the things that I love when I gather together with other pastors is just kind of hear not only their perspectives, but their experiences. What did they try that worked well? What did they try that didn't work really well? And this is just an opportunity for us to kind of share from our different perspectives what we've learned and what we've seen and give us the opportunity to grow from each other. Right.
1: Absolutely. Well, this is episode one of our podcast, show number one. Uh, And the title for for today's podcast is You Had Me at Hello. And the key question we're going to be discussing today is basically just for the three three of us hosts, we're not experts, but why would you choose to listen to this podcast on a regular basis? We want to talk about what our experiences have been in disciple making and sort of give you a taste as a listener of why you might want to hang out with us uh, on a regular basis. Please. I count this on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> we need friends. Exactly. We're, we're going to be hitting uh, specific disciple-making topics in future podcasts. This one is just an introduction to us as hosts and what our convictions are about disciple-making. Uh, so I just want to pose the question first to you, Brian. Um, in your years of working with disciples, you know, what's the most important thing that you've learned about disciple-making?
0: I think one of the things that has helped me stay not frustrated in helping people follow Christ. I mean, I'll be honest, sometimes when, when people make commitments to serve in the church and then back away from that commitment and serving in some other capacity, uh, that can just be frustrating because one of the things that uh, we get to do as pastors is also be leaders in the organization. And we want to help make the organization as effective as possible in their community, in their mission and their vision, and the way they've frameworked how to make disciples, how to do Matthew 28. But sometimes that's super frustrating because people do walk away from their commitments. People um, say they're going to do something and then don't, or particularly as a preacher. When you watch people come in week after week after week, and it seems like they're struggling with the same issues for long periods of time, that these are issues that are likely able to be solved with some willingness to ask some key questions. Yeah. The one thing that hasn't turned me off of making disciples and just throwing my hands up in the air and saying, I'm out of here, this isn't working, is just simply that. People are just one step away from being right with God. One decision can lead them to be right with God. Uh, that's how we all came to Christ in the first place. It may have been a series of events and a series of understandings, but it was one decision where I yielded my life to Christ or one time when I went forward in the church service and prayed with the pastor or that time I raised my hand in the service and said, I prayed that prayer, or I went forward at the big retreat um, and said, I want to start to follow Christ. Um, the Bible, is, the Bible tells me that they're positionally righteous at that point. Um, yeah. And so one step away is what keeps me going.
1: Try I push back on that a little bit. Of course you can. I, I think that's an encouraging thing, but I, I, we don't want to say though that solving that one issue or that taking that one step is necessarily, you know, always a, a simple or correct uh, a simple action. It can it can be complex. Here in the northeastern district, we're we're using a model for disciple making that we call the disciple making river, mm-hmm. and maybe it'd be a good idea, Brian, if we could put that graphic up on screen. Sure. Uh, but the disciple making river basically says that look. Disciple making. Um, when, when you're when you're growing as a disciple in Christ, there are sort of natural, normal ways that people flow through uh, discipleship. That, That's so right. There's things that every church does, right, to help disciple people. We have Sunday morning services. We have small groups. You know, right. we have uh, different kinds of Bible studies, classes, one to one. These these are the sort of normal means of discipleship, and for most people. For for all people, at at some point or another, those means just kind of carry you along, and you do grow as a disciple of Christ through those means. Right. But that there are times when you're you're in your boat on the discipleship river, you're flowing along, and you get caught in kind of a, a side, and we call it an eddy, sort of a, a side little pool on the side, and right. your your canoe hits ground, and you don't know how to get out of that eddy back into the normal flow, and and so we believe that part of discipleship is helping people to get out of the place they're stuck in and get back into the this sort of main flow of the church. And, and sometimes that can be complicated. It might require counseling. It might be mentoring one-to-one. So we do we do believe that people get stuck and everybody gets stuck. We believe that everybody right. gets stuck from time to time and that it, it, it does take the, the concerted effort of, yourself and other believers to get you back into the main flow of the discipleship river.
0: Right. And I think that uh in, in just my own personal story, uh, the ability to uh view all of life as a stewardship uh is not something that changes overnight. Um right. if you you know for college students coming directly out of school and having this imme- immense pressure of having to pay off college loans and yet how can I give to support God's work? How can I become involved in that? I've got to pay off this debt. Um, If you tackle those things in the right way and you make one right decision, that can lead to a habit. And a habit can lead to something that sets the direction of your life. So one of the things that I see really great about disciple making is just the ability of, well, where are you? And where do you want to end up? And can we reverse engineer some steps that build some habits that will take you to the place where you want to go. And I love Mm -hmm. the fact that you mentioned that every one of us gets stuck because we all have blinders to the things where we want to get to. The point is we don't drift naturally into into maturity in Christ. We need to make choices to get there directly. We need to paddle sometimes. And so what are the things that we're going to prioritize? What are the habits that we're going to build to get us where we want to go?
1: Great. Thanks, Brian. Uh, we're going to ask the same question of all of us, but, but Paige, in your years of working with disciples, um, what's the most important thing that you've learned about disciple making?
2: Uh, I think the the most powerful parable for me in disciple making is the sower and the seeds, hmm. to to view myself as someone who is just planting the seeds of the kingdom in people's lives. And I do that, as, as Brian said, in some of the large group areas, uh, do that through preaching and do that through teaching classes like Sunday school did that for a long period of time in camp ministry. Uh, Students would come for the summer and we would plant seeds in their lives while we were camp, do that through things that I write and things like these, this podcast. Um, But for me, the, my favorite way to do that is through one-on-one meeting with people, finding out exactly where they are, having conversations, answering the questions that they have or helping them get past that, that barrier or to use Danish, your, your metaphor to, to help them out of the eddy and push them back into the main flow. And uh, in my life and experience of ministry, that happens best when we do it one-on-one. So I, I've just really appreciated that. And I know that it's not one conversation. It's not one sermon. It's not one book that I give them to read. But each of those yeah. is planting seeds that the Holy Spirit is going to use to like connect dots in their lives. And at one point in time, the light comes on. And it's not because of that one sermon that that might have been the thing that kind of pushed them back into the flow when they realized it. But yeah, it, it's exactly. every conversation. It's every song they listen to on the radio. It's it's every opportunity that they have for the Holy Spirit to speak. So realizing that I am a, a seed sower, I am a tool in the hand of the Holy Spirit. He is the one who is doing the work. He's the one responsible for the life change. It allows me to just invest in people's lives knowing that that I'm just doing my part
1: there's a a sense of mystery about that, isn't there? I mean, where you like, you know,
2: I'm, I'm contributing some,
1: but, but, but God is the one who gives the increase. And that's just a powerful thing.
0: How do you, AJ, how do you find people, uh, people's receptivity to, uh, you as a, uh, seed planter? Because, uh, one of the things that you see on social media today is that, uh, and particularly as people talk is that they have an agenda and they they kind of come and say here's what i'm about here's what i want to do and here's how i can help you and you're suggesting that you it sounds like to me you're suggesting that it's actually the opposite that you're not coming with a specific agenda to say here's who i am here's my platform you can be a part of this if you you know if you catch on to my wagon we'll get you to the stars baby kind of uh Kind of an approach, no, um, no. which can be very offensive. And so, how do you combat the idea uh, that, oh, well, you're just the pastor, so you're coming with an agenda. You're really not interested in me at all.
2: Hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's a gift that the Lord's given me to be able to kind of shift gears. Where I might be going 100 miles an hour, and with with uh, my my walk with Christ, and I come along with someone who is just a a seeker. They have no really uh, idea of what the truth of the scripture is. So for me to try to tell them what it's like to have the relationship with Christ that I have would just be completely overwhelming for them. And almost like you're talking another language. Okay. So the way that I do that is by really asking them questions, probing questions about where they are in their life, what they think about God, church, family, you know, that kind of stuff. And then and almost a role playing kind of a role putting me into their their shoes to think about what's the next step for them. And I do that by asking questions and then just try to receive the answers that they give and maybe plant some seeds to cause them to think about things a different way or give them a challenge to help them kind of take that next step to say well what about this or what about that. So for me, you know getting them to come to church in the first conversation isn't my goal. Getting them to pray to receive Christ in the first conversation isn't, isn't the goal. Developing relationships so we can have multiple conversations over a period of time to help steer them in that direction. That's my goal. And I know younger in my life at ministry, man, I would run people over because I would tell them they were wrong. You know, I would tell them there's only one way to, to come to the Lord. There's only one way to understand this thing. And as i matured in my life and ministry, I realized there's a lot of different perspectives. There's a lot of different ways to do things. And when I present myself as a, as a night and day, there's only one way you do it my way or you're not my friend anymore. I found a lot of people said, okay, I won't be your friend anymore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Give them the invitation they might accept. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I'm not planting seeds <laughs> in their lives anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I, PJ, that's really, that's really mature. That's really wise. I, I think that, um, you know, we, we, Brian said earlier that we're not, not experts, right? And, you know, Dave, I think it's Dave Barry who said, if you want to understand what the word expert means, you gotta, uh, you got to understand the words that it's built out of. There's X, which means former, and spurts, which are drips under pressure. And um, uh, so uh, an expert is a former drip under pressure. Uh, we're, we're not that. Uh, we're drips that are currently dripping being pressurized. Yeah, That was less funny than I thought it was going to be.
0: That was so, so helpful. Um, this this is why people are going to tune in and listen yeah, to this I podcast for gems and nuggets like every that. Every single episode. Yeah.
1: Words to live by. But <laughs> we're, we're not we're not experts. And 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 I think that that, Pete, you're coming at it with a sense that of of curiosity about the other person, um, that they are a person created in the image of God, that they are uh, have a have a. An inner nobility and an inner grace that God's given them, and so, so your job is not to sort of transform them into your image. Absolutely not. But your your job is to help them to be transformed into Christ's image, and so what you're trying to do is to is to introduce them to Him at every turn, rather than to introduce them to yourself and your skills and blah blah blah. a yeah. um, church. Yeah. Well, are you exactly. Exactly, Because exactly. it's Jesus that's going to, to make the change in their lives through the Holy Spirit uh, and not not us and not even our church. Jesus might use our church um, right. and that's, and praise, praise God when he does. Um, but that the, the goal of our church is to get him, get them into contact with Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: How about you, Danish? What's um, the most important thing you learned about uh, disciple making over the years?
1: I, you know, actually, it's, it's interesting that, I mean, we didn't work out what we were going to say before we did the podcast, but it mine really hinges off of what PJ said. And, and I think if I was to put it into one word, it would be humility. You know, I think that mm. if you want to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ, and if you want to help others grow as a disciple of Christ, humility is a key part of that. Right. Um, I, I know that our world looks at, uh, the the task of making disciples or the task of sort of building an organization and says that what's necessary is for like a bold leader to kind of, you know, uh, to to set a vision that other people are going to become like them. Um, That's actually the way cults make disciples. It's not the way that Christians make disciples. Uh, Cults see people as as, uh, needing to be fashioned and molded into the image of the leader. But in Christianity, we we also believe that. But our leader is not a person. Our leader is Christ. And so we're not trying to fashion people into the mold of of ourselves. We're trying to fashion people into the mold of Christ. And we recognize that our humility recognizes that our grasp of what that means is, by definition, uh, incomplete. We don't right. know Christ fully. I'm on a journey growing in Christ. PJ is on a journey growing in Christ. Brian's on a journey growing in Christ, and we recognize that we haven't solved all the problems. We haven't fully embraced Christ in our lives, and so we are. Uh, so we have to have a measure of humility and to say, okay, you know, I'm not going to force you into my mold, um, but I am going to introduce you to those things that I do know about Christ, and I'm going to introduce you to Christ Himself who's going to do the shaping, who's going to do the molding. He's the potter, we're the clay. Um, And so that, as a disciple maker, you need that kind of humility. And also as a disciple of Christ, you need that kind of humility. We need to have, it's it's an ongoing work uh, of sort of letting go of our priorities, letting go of our agendas, letting go of our preferences, letting go of our opinions and opening ourselves up to God and saying, all right, Lord, through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, please teach me who you want me to be right. That's a necessary component of disciple making. It's a necessary component as a discipler and as a disciple yeah. to have that humility. And I don't know. I mean, how do you teach humility? I guess, uh, let me put that question to you guys. How do you, how do you shape people to be more humble?
0: Sure. Well, as the most humble person on the podcast, allow me to go first. Oh, been... <laughs> well, I think if, if I heard you right, what you're, I think what What, you're describing is transparency. Um, What comes to my mind is something that uh, Paul said that follow me as I follow Christ, that uh, as we share what God is doing, and as most of us are biblical communicators in our churches, we're the primary uh, voices that our people hear week to week. And so we don't just share stories about abstract truth out there or, illustrations and metaphors of dead people who have long passed away we share about here's where we're at here's something that happened to us while we were getting ready to talk today uh, and preach today and give this message today and so we're able to share those stories now my own family knows that if i mentioned them that i have rules and limitations about how i treat them in that message But um, we share ourselves without promoting ourselves that we are the answers to their problems. We just share this is what God is shaping us through. It's it's actually one of the reasons why we're on even on this disciple making team for our Mm -hmm. district of the Christian Missionary Alliance and why we're doing this podcast. We're not experts. We're just sharing this is what Jesus is teaching us, has taught us and has shaped us. And we're hoping that we hear feedback from people to say, actually, I agree with that. Or actually, I want to challenge you on that. I want to get some pushback and we can continue that discussion because we know we need to grow. So for me, I think the way humility shows up is this transparency that says, here's the journey I'm on. Would you like to come along beside me? I want to learn about the journey that you're on let me come along beside you and let's see if we can't follow Jesus better together.
2: I think kind of the opposite of what you're saying, Brian, is to think that um, our, our life experience is unique. Mm -hmm. And the more that I get to know people, it's a unique perspective that we have because we're, we're viewing life through the lens of our, our perspective, but, the more that you get to know other people, the more you realize that there, there really isn't a unique path in life. We all struggle with the same things. We, we've all have the same hurts. People have spoken negative things into our lives. We've had doubts about what do we believe. We've prayed and not heard from the Lord. I mean, we've we've all walked such similar paths. And as we start to share the path that we're having and hear the path other people are walking, we find out that there are so there's so much overlap. And and then we realize that that unique perspective we thought we had isn't as unique, or that unique thing that we think we struggle with isn't isn't so unique. And then we see the benefit of the body of Christ working together. So part of humility is to lead us to each other. And as we're led mm. to each other, we're much stronger. Mm. So for me, that, that humility must lead to community and when right. we're in community. I think that's. So getting people, people that, out of
0: isolation sure. into
2: relationship, that,
0: uh, disciple making of all the things that we've talked about ultimately leads us into deeper relationships. Yeah. Right. So with God and right. with others.
1: I, I gotta say you guys are, are really hitting on some key things and they're key things in my life. Um, I'm, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, I'm involved in a small group of guys, um, who meet together to challenge each other and help each other to grow in Christ. And we had our, our meeting, last meeting was yesterday. And, um, and I, I remember walking out of that meeting and I went to my car and I just was struck by how this was a group of guys where we were committed to full transparency with each other and, uh, and full community. Uh, and, 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 you know, Pete you're talking about community and Brian you're talking about transparency. And I think, when those two things come together, that's when our hurts start to heal. That's when we start to, to embrace the message of Christ in a really powerful way. Because, you know, we we believe, like PJ said, that we're alone. We believe that you know nobody else has gone through the things that we're going through. And when we're transparent, we are able. We have a full transparency with each other, and we're able to see. Oh, wow! You know, you understand how I'm struggling. But even more than that, as PJ said, with community the message that comes across is yeah I'm struggling the same i've struggled the same way you are I see who you are and I love you yeah. still so um, and so does Jesus yeah and and the reason I can love you still is because Jesus loves
0: me. yeah there was a uh a, a lady in our the life group that that I run at our church we started our group two years ago with the whole purpose of trying to identify uh um, people who could be life group leaders sooner rather than later. And so through modeling what a group should do, I felt that this would prepare uh, leaders to launch their own groups. We were so successful in bonding together that we've had difficulty in launching any groups. But our past meeting a couple of weeks ago, just before Thanksgiving, uh, I asked the question if you could go back in time to two years ago and talk to the person you were two years ago about joining this life group what would you tell them and what would you encourage them about what would you challenge them about one lady in the group said that i shouldn't be afraid of joining pastor brian's group because he's a real person Mm. she said that um, what she was concerned about was that he would be the teacher and that i would be the student and that it would just be a lecture on how to grow and and it, it was a great compliment to me personally that I took very uh, as a very encouraging thing because I have a huge challenge in being normal i think i think you all know that anyways that i have a challenge being normal but in this sense sometimes connecting with people at your church the the title the authority that you have as a paid staff member as a pastor gets in the way of, of connecting with someone on a real, just take away the jobs, take away what you do for a living and let's just connect as a person. And that was, that was her situation before. And I have a hard time sharing what's going on in my life because so much of it involves higher functions of church leadership that to violate those levels of trust, I can't share at our group. So how real can I be? How many friends can I have at this group? And yet friendships, have developed and for her to say that was i think just a real encouragement uh, to me that oh right we're not doing this from a point of view of i've arrived join me here in this adventure Uh, but we're simply saying is that we're on this adventure it's fantastic come with us
1: so you've, you brought, you've been able to be appropriately transparent and that's helped to build community oh i've
0: yeah. been able to be inappropriately transparent well, too cool, yeah. um that that my wife has told me many times to not be that transparent if it involves her yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> well brothers uh one of the things that we want to do in this podcast is to be respectful of the time of the people who are listening to it and so our goal with uh, disciple making over lunch is to give you a podcast that you can listen to while you eat lunch at your desk or wherever, when you're out in your car, driving around. Um, and so this has been 30 minutes Perfect. and uh, I just want to say what a great discussion. Thank you guys. Uh, obviously we have more to say about disciple making and there's going to be more podcasts. So that's, we don't have to squeeze everything we it's know right. into, the, into the first podcast. Um, but Hey guys, thank you. And PJ, thank you for joining us today. Brian, thanks for joining us. And especially you who are listening. Thank you so much for joining us for disciple making over lunch. This has been episode 101. You had me at hello. Uh, we have a couple things we'd like to ask you to do, just briefly. If you have questions that you'd like us to address, if you have comments that you want to jump in on the conversation, please, whatever platform you're listening to this on, if you're if you're listening to if you're watching or listening to this on Facebook, uh, I don't know if we're gonna have it on SoundCloud or whatever different. Uh, places where we have this, YouTube, um, please leave comments uh, below this video or <laughs> attached to this audio. Uh, we'd be happy to, to, to address those in a future podcast. And we do want to hear feedback from you as our listeners. Let us know uh, what you yeah. had for lunch while we're uh, podcasting. Um, so please do that. Uh, any feedback that you have. And I don't know if we have an email address in future podcasts, we'll give you an email address you can send comments to, and uh, we'll be happy to to uh, address those on the air as best we can. So thanks for joining us for Disciple Making Lunch. Uh, I'm Danish House.
0: I'm Brian French.
1: And I'm PJ. We want to wish you all the best and let you know that we love you in Christ and we pray that you will grow in him.